Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ag View Pitch. And today you've got Chris Barron and Dwayne Lowry, and we're just coming off today's USDA report. How's it going, Dwayne? And a uh, little bit of a surprise there, wouldn't you say? Anytime USDA gives us something bullish, it's a, it's a surprise. So, yes, that <laughs> yeah. would be the case today. Yeah. So it, it looks like one of the big deals here is the uh, the acres, you know, coming in, you know, the trade guess was what around 95 and we we come in around 92 that's kind of a big deal isn't it well it's uh it's a big deal in relationship to the trade estimates but uh i think you got to go back to comparing it to march and from there you're down five million and the reason you need to go back to march is because usda and their monthly supply and demand projections have been using the march numbers so you've got about uh, 900 million bushels of less supply in the tables than you had in uh, with the March S&Ds. And the marketplace has been wanting to ratchet up, carry out projections beyond that. Uh, but still, um, it's, it's a sizable shift in acreage away from corn. I don't know if it's record, but just off of memory, it's a very sizable figure, which is unusual for to be this big of a, of a reduction in corn acres from March until uh, June. So it catches the market off guard. And that's the there are, there are three components as to why today's reports are significant in corn. One, just the raw data, just the figure itself, and how much less supply that equates to versus what USDA has been carrying and what the marketplace expected. Second thing you have is you are – um, have a weather narrative that's been developing since last Thursday, even though it's been poo-pooed by everybody. The longer-range maps have continually, since about Thursday, been getting drier and drier, and the temps have been getting warmer. Even in today, uh, most people have, have uh, kind of set that aside and, and didn't want to buy into that. But you have that going on. And then you also have the fact that the entire uh, trade has had uniformity of thought on corn, and that was that the market could never rally, and it was only going down. And the question was how low it was going. So all of these factors causes the surprise element to be even greater than maybe it normally would be because it's just so far outside of what most people had thought uh, to even give any level of respect to. Yeah, uh, kind of a... a nice reaction on the soybean side of things too what's your thoughts there on the soybean side well um it is true that the bean acres are um less than the trade anticipated so there is a knee-jerk bullish reaction to that statistically i think it's a little bit more difficult to uh embrace that uh, in the same manner that one might embrace corn and that is that the acres came out at 83.8 million, and that was about 900,000 acres less than what the trade anticipated, but it's still 300,000 more than March. Therefore, it's still 300,000 more acres going into the balance sheet than what USDA has been carrying. And they also found about 105 million more bushels in stocks than what the trade anticipated. So the net-net result is that in the USDA carryout numbers, you might actually get an increase in carryout um, versus where we've been the last couple of months. So 
I'm struggling to uh, to uh, completely endorse the merit of reaction today in beans based on the report data by itself. I think there is some level of merit on weather, but I think the weather is at the present time mostly a corn threat more so than beans. And then the other thing I forgot to mention on the corn, your carry your uh, stocks came in about 235 million more than what was expected, which is to uh, offset some of the uh, uh, reduction in acreage. But no matter how you slice it, there's probably about 600 million bushels less carryout going to be in the USDA balance sheet this uh, on the 10th of July than what they carried in June. Some will argue that demand needs to be cut back some, so maybe it's not quite that. Either way, it's a, it's a sizable figure in relationship to what people have been talking about. So uh, what's your thought? I mean, I, I talked to a few corn buyers here since since the report was out, and, and it sounds like the phones are ringing off the hook. Guys are pulling the trigger on a lot of old crap, it sounds like, currently right now. So what's... Uh, What's a farmer to do <laughs> right now? What, what's your thought on, you know, start with corn, I guess. Um, so I'm going to set aside the old crop for a minute and just focus on the new crop. I would say that uh, a little bit of patience here might be okay. And I would say that these corn technically uh, should or could get into this 360 to 370 zone. That would imply another 10 to 20 cents from where it is right now. Dece 21 should get at least to 385. That's 12 cents higher than where that market settled. So I think there's a little bit of opportunity for patients to maybe pay off. But the idea of looking for a place to sell, I don't think is uh, has changed significantly because of today's data. Even though even today's data is still going to result in what would appear to be a plentiful supply situation unless the weather just turns off to be much worse from here forward. But um, because there's a weather element, because the numbers are a lot different than expected, and because the trade went into this report so heavily leaning one-sided, it takes a little time for this all to come out in the wash, and this is probably not just a one-day reaction and then the market collapses. It is a situation that, in the case of corn, you could cool off some forecasts temperature-wise. You could add some rain into the forecast, and you would probably still have a hard time setting the corn market back more than five, six, seven cents from where it settled today because you've got too many shorts around, and they're all going to be looking for an exit door, whether they realize it yet or not, that's going to be the end result. At the end of the day, we trade money, and they just took a chunk of that money away. Today's highs in Dece corn exceeded the June 8th high, and we went back to the highest levels we've been since April 1st. So you spent, you know, two and a half months to claw us way up 23 cents off, off of the lows. Then in five days, largely, you took the market down and made new contract lows, and here in just two days, you, you're taking out the high in between the, the 1st of April till two days ago. So, I mean, that's how fast a track you're on, and uh, people that have short positions on didn't expect this, and uh, 
it's going to take a little time to get the shorts out. And the other thing is there's going to be a group of people that are the first ones to sell today, and uh, they might be challenged with that position. It just it takes a little time to, to the, for that to unwind. But I think you're going to have, uh, over the next several days or a couple weeks, whatever it is, you're going to have some pressure on the bears to do some unwinding, and that unwinding will tend to keep things somewhat elevated here. And if this weather forecast uh, gains some traction, that narrative gains some traction over the next week or 10 days, um, you know, that that's all it takes, and all of a sudden you're going to be at 360, 370 these corn. Okay. Uh, what about soybeans? Any any recommendations or not recommendations, but just thoughts on on you know some of the guys sitting here on some old crop soybeans yet and and or new crop. Without weather, beans probably can't rally a whole lot further, and uh, so uh, I think. Um, the other situation about beans, it's not like corn. Everybody's not all on one side of the canoe. It's much more two-sided, and if anything, maybe a little bit of a bias in the trade in the last few weeks to be a little bit friendly towards beans. So it's two completely different animals. I would say that um, if people have old crop beans and uh, they're wondering what to do with them, I think making sales on today, a day like today in beans is probably completely understandable, maybe even has a decent amount of merit to it. The only way that's probably going to be wrong is going to be on whether this weather thing lasts longer. Um, and I think that for the market, the bean market to get excited about weather, you know, it's probably a, going to be more than a couple of weeks out. So on a short-term basis, you know, I'm not sure it's real easy to justify beans um, maintaining their strength today without weather. Now, I happen to believe the weather is going to stay a narrative and a talking point for the next uh, 10 days or two weeks. So um, I, I don't know that beans necessarily have to be done but to the upside, but we're not going to be able to go anywhere of material on beans without weather being part of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's the thing too, you know, getting a hold of you and, you know, we always talk on Sunday and, and, you know, if there's news or anything, we usually have these conversations and it just, you know, my phone started blowing up and, and a lot of people are wondering, you know, geez, I've not sold any new crop at all. You know, what's wrong with getting started here? And, and the what's wrong with it for me and my perspective is that um, for most of our clients and running the numbers, we're still, you know, even with today's rally, we're still in a lot of cases 30 to 50 cents away from our break-evens at, at APH levels where the insurance starts to kick in. And so, uh, and on soybeans, you know, maybe, maybe 70 to two cents to maybe even a buck in some cases, depending on the operation and the yield and that kind of thing. So, you know, but on but conversely, you know, to start to pull the trigger on a little bit and to start to work into this market is probably not a bad idea for, for some folks if if they feel like, you know, they have nothing on the books for this year or maybe they have some basis contracts already set up for 
fall delivery stuff that's going to maybe go off the combine? Is there a little more merit to stuff that they know has to go in the fall to considering taking advantage of this, you know, short-term potential, potentially short-term rally or this, this uptick that we've gotten? Does that make sense? You know, well, be, there be might be uh, there might be a little bit more merit for that reason, but not a whole lot necessarily, because um, people on the producer side that have decided to sell corn new crop, that is, over the last 30 days, let's say, they have made that decision not because they like the price, but because they thought they could get the price sold at X, and then by the time we got to the fall when crop insurance values were calculated, prices would be significantly below X. That's the only motivation people had for making those sales, okay? And the people that make sales today at current prices are still largely motivated for that very same reason, because these prices don't work. They still are not good enough. And depending on your crop insurance choice or whatever, if you're making sales now, you're still betting on that being the reason and that might still be the case off the today's reports alone you don't have a reason to say that these corn still couldn't go under three dollars at harvest time but um the reason that i'm inclined to be a little bit patient here is because it's going to take a little time to unwind some of these shorts and i think with today's action and with today's report even if you take some of the edge off of the potential for a weather narrative for a few days, you're still going to have a hard time setting the market back because you got all these shorts to cover. And if the weather turns out to be something more significant, and I'm not saying that it, it will be, but if that it were to happen, you would look back on sales today and feel nothing but regret. And so if the calendar and the time frame gives me a little bit of time to let the smoke clear, let the market digest this, let let it give us a chance to see a week's worth of weather forecasts. My inclination with this being a shortened week and Friday a holiday and a long weekend when the market is caught the wrong way by being short corn, I think it's perfectly reasonable to, to uh, uh, be patient until we get to Monday and see what Sunday and Monday's weather forecasts look like. Because even if the forecast becomes benign and non-threatening on Sunday night, Monday, that's not going to be enough to save the bears because you've just taken 900 million bushels of supply away from what was in the USDA balance sheet. And you're doing it with in a marketplace where there was complete uniformity of thought. There was no critical thinking. There was It was all one-sided sentiment and that's not going to be fixed in in a one-day reaction gotcha well i think that's that's a great conversation we kind of wanted to keep this one short uh excellent perspective anything that i didn't ask or anything we need to to touch on yet um for this podcast well i don't want people to misread my my comments here being patient and wanting to see a little time to see how this unfolds is one thing I think the right approach uh, and a reasonable approach will still be for producers to look to some near-term strength from today's settlement of 10 to 20 cents in corn, probably the upper limits. But that type of 
rally is probably still going to be need to be seen as a selling opportunity. However, um, the weather is a much more important factor after today's report than it was before. And the weather forecast has some threatening aspects. It has some heat in it. It has had several days of heat in the forecast uh, for several days. And it can't be taken lightly because it's that time of year. Um, so I'm just saying, if you had a plan that you wanted to sell on a rally and these prices are something that is a lot better than we've had for three months, therefore it, it, sees, it might be seen as a selling opportunity, that still might be correct, but how good of a selling opportunity that will be is going to be determined on what this weather looks like over the next week or 10 days. And I'm inclined to um, be patient and see if we can't get a look and see what uh, weather looks like next week before we get too gung-ho. Awesome perspective, Dwayne. As usual, we appreciate your insight and, and your time and, we will, I'm sure, be back uh, on uh, <clears throat> Sunday after we get through the 4th of July. You have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yep, you bet. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the AgView Pitch, and we will catch you next time.